any other questions on my No, because I was so long-winded, I will now let you uh, I will cede the floor to you. <laughs> what do you know that we need to know? Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Yak Sports Podcast is back. You're Augusta County Sports. I'm Leela McRae. Joe Deck is with me like normal. And high school football is where we will start our conversation as uh, we were at the Buffalo Gap Riverheads game last week. Uh, Buffalo Gap came out firing and they were tied at 14, but then it was all Riverheads from there. Yeah, Riverheads got to stop on fourth down and then they kept scoring. Buffalo Gap couldn't stop them and Riverheads kept stopping Buffalo Gap. It was pretty simple. Uh, Buffalo Gap is, you know, I think Buffalo Gap, this game was a perfect example of just how much better Riverheads is than pretty much everybody else in the area. Uh, They make teams look bad when teams aren't necessarily bad. Buffalo Gap has a lot of things to improve on. Riverheads will make those tiny mistakes huge mistakes, and it just really showed in that game. Um, when you're Buffalo Gap and you're playing Riverheads, you feel like you have to score every time. They went for it on some fourth downs on their own side of the 50, and that and they didn't get it, and that hurt them. Two possessions in a row, mm-hmm. and then Riverheads scored, used three plays to score twice following those turnovers on downs. Yeah, so Riverheads is really good. They got a lot of good running backs. Uh, it was a Zach Smiley show against Buffalo Ooh, yeah, Gap. Night. Yeah, he had, what was it, uh, six, six touchdowns, touchdowns and a backflip. Yeah. yeah. So good for I, him. Uh, I was impressed with, was just that they keep looking better. I just, I, I kept, I, I keep thinking, like, how can they look better? Like, I've never seen them look this good in October. And now we're in November, and they still look great. And I think Friday's an opportunity for them to even look better because they're going to be playing the best team they've played all year. It's the biggest game of the season. We've been talking about it. I think I said it on week three. I said, you know, Stewart's draft looks like they're destined to be 9-0 and or at least 8-1. and I mean, this could be a big game to end the season. Here they are, 9-0 and versus 9-0 and Riverheads. And while the game isn't going to carry a lot of weight, we'll get to the PowerPoints impacts, which is none for these two teams in a minute. But Shenandoah District title means something. Bragging rights means something. But it's neither of the goals for either of these teams. I think Riverheads is quicker to state their state championship aspirations. But Stewart's draft, I mean, they've been deep in the playoffs before. They they want to go that far, too. So as much as either one of these times would, teams would like a win this week and a Shenandoah District title, I, I, it doesn't hurt either one of them to lose this game. And, I, and a couple years ago, and then this game happened in 16, Riverheads was stronger from that game moving forward. And uh, they were a bit banged up going into that game. They had uh, their main linebacker missing in that game, most of it. And um, they were better after that game. So I, it's just going to be interesting to see how these teams, whatever team rebounds, loses, rebounds. And if they get it back going again, I think both teams have a chance to make a deep run. Yeah, you're right. Both teams would like the district title, but neither team would be satisfied if that's their biggest accomplishment this year. Yeah. So yep. um, I, th- I think this is going to be a test for both teams. I can say flat out for Stewart's draft. It's the best team they've played. Riverheads, it's probably the best team they've played. We'll see. Um, I mean, so we're saying Glenver. Yeah, Glenver's pretty good. So I guess after Glenver lost to Radford last week. That was a bit. I, I don't that was a bit of an upset. It was two weeks ago, I think, because Radford lost to Floyd weeks, last yeah. week. I'm just thinking. I, th- I think draft is is probably rated a little bit higher. I don't know when a head to head. I don't know enough about uh, 
Bradford and how they compare and all that and how they matched up with Glenver. I, I don't know. It's it's at least one of the top two teams that Riverhead's faced. I think we were giving a lot of credit to East Rock early in the season. They didn't live up to that. No. I, I think I'm probably going to say draft is better than Glenver at this point, just seeing that they're 9-0. So. Well, my point being for Riverhead's, it's it, the second – it's 1A or 1B on toughest opponent that they're playing this year. For Stewart's draft, it's by far the toughest game they've played. So it's a measuring stick to see how they can compare. For Riverheads, Stewart's draft is better than anybody they're going to play in the 1A playoffs. They're going to cruise through that, no problem. For Stewart's draft, you're playing Riverheads. You're playing Riverheads, um, and Riverheads is better than anyone you're going to see in the 2B playoffs. So (laughs) we'll see. Uh, if they can, yeah, yeah, if they can hang in region two B, uh, or well, if they can hang with riverheads, they will be fine in region two B. If they struggle against riverheads, then yeah. I mean, some of these Buckingham's and Strasburg's Strasburg's playing better. Clark's playing better. Yeah. Those are teams Um, then that come into play as, you know, maybe you struggle with in the postseason. but if they, if they hang with riverheads for four quarters and it goes down to the wire, then I'm going to like Stuart Strath's chances of coming out of that region. A okay. Let's just jump to PowerPoints because the whole gap Fort game, the really the whole story there is PowerPoints. And so let's start there. Let's start with Fort Defiance. They got to win. They want to be in these playoffs. They're going to have to beat Buffalo Gap. I know they're banged up. We saw Monroe go down last week during the game. I know Nicely's banged up. That's their, I, I think they're, that's my two favorite players from Fort Defiance. I think Bartley can be very good. I am worried about his ability to carry the team, especially out with, without Monroe at quarterback. So let's see who's really injured as, as the week goes on here when we get to Friday. But if though, if nicely and Monroe are out, I I'm just really worried about Ford's chances in that game. And they have to have a win to get it. If they win and all the teams basically around them, win, they can, they can still get in. They can get in by a little bit of a margin slide in that eight seed, uh, which would likely be sending them to heritage of Lynchburg. So that could be interesting. Fort does have a, a way if Western Albemarle loses to Orange, who has a little bit better of a record than them, but not much, they could slide up to that seven seed. So Fort has a chance to not just be sitting there at the eight seed. They have a chance to get up to the seven seed, but a lot of things have to go their way. What I would prefer Fort Defiance fans to focus on is just win. If you win and a couple riders go your way, which, which they very well should, you will get in those playoffs and, and you'll be there. So I think that's all Fort really needs to focus on is just winning that game. If they lose, all, everything, like every team around them has to lose too, and then riders also have to go right. So just Fort Defiance, take care of your own business, and it should work out. Well, and the same for Buffalo Gap. I mean, yeah, win and you're in, Gap, lose yeah. and you're out. If they lose and Stanton loses, Buffalo Gap will still be in it. But that you're dependent on Wilson oh, to beat. Stanton. Yeah. Now, that's a, something three weeks ago I never would have imagined. But we're also talking about a Wilson team who has scored some points these last couple of weeks, and they're about to play a Stanton team that that's been giving up a lot of points. So I think that game could be very interesting and could help Gap out. But they're not going to know that because they're going to be on the field playing. So Buffalo Gap win this game, you're going to be in, even if Stanton wins. Also, those PowerPoints last week really helped for Buffalo Gap. Some of Stanton's riders that you might have thought would win last week didn't. So it really brought it back down to normal where Buffalo Gap can control their destiny here. 
with minimal other help and get in the playoffs here as the eight seed. Really minimal chance of them sliding up to seven. Uh, Page County would have to start losing to Stonewall and things like that. Unlikely to happen. So Buffalo Gap, win and you're in. Now, I just talked about the two local teams, and both of them have to win to get in. It's just it's unfortunate that we're in this position, but I think um, I think that's what everybody has to focus on the most this week is just winning and being in. Because if you start losing, you're probably just going to be asking for way too much help. Yeah, I agree. Stanton and Wilson, though, I do think is a very interesting game, and uh, I think we'll talk about that a lot more Friday to kind of wrap up both those regions. To be Stewart Straft is the one seed. You don't have to beat Riverheads to be the one seed. Win or lose, you're going to be the number one seed. You'll be hosting that number eight seed, whether that's Buffalo Gap or at Stanton, likely one of those two teams. Um, it looks like Buckingham County can probably slide back up to second because they play a not away team that's seven and two. Uh, but Buckingham County might just lose that game. So they, they could finish in three or even drop down to four. Um, interesting in the middle of the playoffs there, Strasburg and LeRae play this week. They're right now ranked fourth and fifth. Uh, whoever wins that game will have the upper hand of being hosting a playoff game. They, whoever wins that game should host a playoff game. And then um, whether they go up to three or stay at four would kind of depend on what Buckingham uh, does in, in front of them. Clark County is up in there too. Seed. Uh, two or three, depending on where they finish. They play around, but that uh, they're going to win that game. So they'll be up there in that top four. So those are kind of those five teams I just talked about should be the top four. And I really think are the stronger teams of that two B. But you do have to watch out for East Rock, who right now is sitting at six. I think they'll finish in sixth. I think whoever plays them better watch out because I think East Rock might have figured things out. I think that win last week against LeRae kind of shows that. And uh, so I think that'll be interesting to see if East Rock can, can pull up upset on the road in the first round of the playoffs against a team like Buckingham or the winner of Strasburg LeRae. Yeah. East Rock has looked better here the last couple of weeks, but then, you know, East Rock might just lose their last game of the year because they've done that too. They have. Over in 3C, I just want to talk about what's happening there. Heritage moved up to the one seed. They play LCA, who is currently the three seed. So that's the number one versus number three this week. So there's going to be a little movement in that top four. And so if Heritage wins, they're going to be the one seed. If they lose, they they won't drop any worse than the two seed. But at the same time, Spotswood, they have a tough game against Harrisonburg. So if Spotswood can win that game and Heritage lose, Spotswood could jump back up to the one. Um, but Spotswood's not going to drop any worse than three. Then you have the LCAs, uh, Rockbridge, TA play each other. They're right there at four or five. And then you have Brookville. I think Brookville winds up in six. So kind of similar to what I said in 2B. I think that top five, I think it's, who is in the top five right now is going to be the top five after this week. It's just where they sit will be real interesting. Um, TA can't get up to the three. If Rockbridge wins and LCA loses, they could get up to the three. So a lot of interesting things there. But for local interest, I already went over the Fort Defiance stuff. Fort Defiance, just go win. You're rooting against Western Isle Marl, Fluvanna, Rustburg. But even if a lot of those teams win, you still should be in. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this. I, I Just win and you're in for four. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Riverheads, no matter what you do this week, you're going to be the one seed. You're probably oh hosting Rappahannock County. I don't see really how it. And then how who it's cares? Go any the rest way. of that region's poop. Who cares? 
I do appreciate Sussex Central being new in the region. They're the cool. only new team in that region that I think can make any kind of noise and like make, make it to the region championship. I still don't think they're touching Riverheads in the region championship. So uh, Riverhead should see some different matchups at least in the playoffs. They, they kind of had the same road to the state championship the last couple of years. They should see at least a couple different teams. Cool. Cool. Let Any me know. Questions? Let oh, me know if they have. A, let me know if they're in a game in the fourth quarter. I the, the outlook on Riverheads, though. I, I mean, you have to look at who comes out of Region A. I think Riverheads has increasingly gotten better than Region A these last couple of years, and I think Riverheads is even better this year. So I I do tend to diminish what what Region A can produce that could possibly beat Riverheads at Riverheads, um, which Riverheads with a win against George Stratford will lock up home field advantage throughout. Um, but then the state championship game, I'm, I'm never just going to dismiss Galax, a, a team that's that well coached, a team that does have talent go through the school. Maybe Riverheads gets in there and whoops, whoever comes in there. I just, I have a little more faith in Galax than I do the teams they've seen these last couple of years. And that's just because I've seen Galax beat Riverheads in a state championship. And, and that, that, that sticks with me. Yeah, that's fine. Galax is the one team that maybe has a shot, but I don't think they do. So I just think Riverheads is just that much better this year. So it's not a shot at Galax. It's just I don't think you're that good. So And that's the scary thing. That's what we said about Riverheads last year when they're playing. Galax didn't beat Chilawi last year. Uh, what happened to Chilawi? Chilawi got smacked. Galax did have some injuries last year. I, I really thought Galax was going to win and get in there. But, yeah, I mean, Riverheads just keeps getting better. They keep losing main pieces. And then by the time they're getting to the playoffs, they're like, man, they're better than they were last year. And it's the same case this year. So watch out. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we're going to talk about volleyball with Patrick Height later. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this baseball really quickly because we talk about that with Patrick as well. But the Nationals, I liked it. yeah, I know you did. Um, the Nationals won the World Series. You're welcome, Nats fans. Uh, I watched four games the entire World Series. You want to guess which four they were? They were the games that were played in Houston. They were also the games that the Nationals won. Uh, the weekend games: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Obviously, Friday I was with Leland. Saturday, I had other plans, and Sunday, I just didn't get around to watching baseball because I was busy. So, uh, naturally, those are the three that the Astros win. I should have not watched Game 7. I should have taken that hint. But I did because I'm a baseball fan, and because of that, I was punished, and the Nationals won. Jeff on Twitter. I'm glad you were punished. Yeah. Jeff on Twitter put UVA National Championship in basketball, and the Nets win the World Series. Uh, year of hell for Joe. Yeah, you've got no idea, Jeff. Uh, it's been rough. Thank goodness Liverpool win, won the Champions League because that's about it. Um, gosh. Oh, well, at least the Ravens beat the Patriots. We got that going. We'll talk about that here in a minute, too. But one, one regular season game. Now, that doesn't that doesn't bring you up enough. <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, but look, the Nats are the Nats got hot at the right time. And that's that's the crazy thing about the MLB playoffs. If you get hot at the right time, that's what helps. The Nats had a lot of lucky breaks. Um, in the years past, they've had a lot of unlucky breaks. So it's just, you know, just getting things to go their way. Uh, Josh Hader gets rocked, which is uncharacteristic. And the right, the left fielder, excuse me. No, I was right. The right fielder botches the ball. Misses that ball. Yeah. And it gets past him. And that allows the Nats to win that game. Game five, their manager... Uh, shuts off his brain and brings Clayton Kershaw in in the postseason in relief, and he gets rocked. A.J. Hinch 
pulls Zach Greinke too early, in my opinion, in Game 7, and then doesn't use Garrett Cole, uh, a la Buck Showalter, when the Orioles got eliminated in that wild card, you never leave your best player out of the game. They did. Garrett Cole doesn't make an appearance. He goes to his bullpen. They get shelled, and the Nats win in Game 7 going away. So congrats to the Nats. Congrats to their fans. Um, yeah. You, you better hope you can re-sign Rendon. Because uh, I think he's the more important piece. You're not re-signing both, in my opinion. You're not the New York Yankees. You don't have that payroll. So, um, and as I tried to explain to Patrick later, if Steven Strasburg was going to give you a hometown discount, he wouldn't have opted out. So he did. He's gone. Goodbye. I'm happy for the Nats. I'm happy for my friends that are Nats fans. Um, it was cool to see like the the localist of sports teams for baseball win and the excitement around and everybody at work talking about it. Even people that aren't fans of the Nationals still, it was a lot of talk. So I, I liked it. It was it's fun to have a winner in D.C. Uh, I didn't experience as that as much with the Caps when they won it. I don't think, you know, the hockey's just not as popular. So uh, I was excited. So it was fun. I want my Pirates to get better. I want my Pirates to compete, but they're going to have to up their payroll to do that. So uh, I will enjoy my friends being happy when I can get that. Doesn't seem like a very Joe thing to do, but I'll, I'll do it. So. No. Um, <laughs> but the Orioles, number nine in affiliate rankings, according to Baseball America. So not bad for a team with no redeeming qualities. John Heyman, we're coming. We're moving on up. 2023. Let's talk about college football and, and oh, college God. football's redeeming quali- qualities. Virginia Tech, they battled against Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame isn't the greatest team in the world, but they were highly ranked. They've been in the high-profile games this year. Virginia Tech went into Notre Dame and played right with them. I really didn't like that roughing the passer called late, but the defense just prevented themselves from, from winning there at the end and uh, gave up the late touchdown, and, and that was it. So 21-20, Notre Dame wins that game. But it's, I mean, I think we've had a couple positive signs on how this team is fighting, how this team is progressing. And, uh, you know, Fuente's not going to win me back anytime soon, but I'm, I'm glad at least it's not as dreary as I figured it would be at this point. And hopefully we can pick up some wins down the stretch, continue the bowl streak, get that extra month of practice. And that's just kind of my focus right now is just, I just want that bowl game. And I won't really be happy until we clinch that, that seventh win. Yeah. Um, so my takeaways from the game were going in, I thought we had no chance to win this game. Uh, and then as the game progressed, I started to feel even more confident in that just because the offense wasn't moving the ball. And then we have that big play where Diablo for the first time in his life is in the right place at the right time. Yeah, that and was he, awesome. He gets the ball. He runs 98 yards all the way into the end zone. Um, I almost pass out from screaming so much and forgetting to breathe. Uh, that uh, we tie the game, we go into the second half, and what I liked in the game was Quincy Patterson. Obviously, I wouldn't say he's ready to be a full-time starter, but in that game, he improved from the beginning of the game till the end of the game, and you could see it as the game progressed. He got more and more confident in himself, which is good. He's a gamer too, man. Yeah, he just, now he, he makes plays. I will, I will say. If you're asking me who I would rather start, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker wasn't healthy. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, trust yeah. that. Um, yeah. He wasn't 100%. There's, if he wasn't 100%, there's no reason to play him in this game that in the grand scheme of things is meaningless. So 
fine. You went with Quincy Patterson. You didn't go to Ryan Willis, and that's the most important thing. And I will say this to all the people on Twitter who are trying to – everybody was wanting to look at it through positive lenses. And I was a little bit on Saturday, too, because I was like, look, I didn't think we were going to be in this game. We hung with the number 16 team in the country at Notre Dame in bad weather with a backup quarterback. Now, they were going to say third-string quarterback. Your third-string quarterback is the guy who started the season and tanked your season at the beginning and blew it up. That's your third-string quarterback. Hopefully, he never plays again, um, ever, even on senior day to take a knee. I don't want to ever see him. But um, that's your third-string quarterback. Quincy Quincy Patterson is your second-string quarterback, and Hooker is your QB1. So, um, look, the roughing the passer was a bad call. I thought the defensive holding in the end zone was a bad call. But that that drive, those two penalties were on the same drive. That drive resulted in no points for Notre Dame. So I'm not going to – there were a lot of people saying the officials cost Virginia Tech the game. No, prevent defense cost Virginia Tech the game. Yeah. Uh, that was the aggravating part for me, and that was the thing that really made me mad. Bud Foster called a great game until the last drive when he went solely prevent defense. And I was like, how many times do they have to complete a huge – gainer on third or fourth down blitz the kid he's already shown he's not good when he's under pressure book is not a good quarterback he is an average quarterback and when you put pressure on him he made mistakes i don't know for the life of me why they didn't put pressure on him on that last drive and it cost him because notre dame ran it in with ian book because he had all day and only three guys were blitzing and he saw a giant hole so he just waltzed into the end zone to win the game and it stunk um, but you know, again, in the, in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't matter. It makes me feel more confident about the wake forest game coming up Saturday that we were able to be in this ball game. Uh, we'll have to see if Farley's healthy, uh, because him going down late hurt too. But if Virginia tech can win that wake forest game, uh, look, I, again, I, we said it last week. I'll say it again. Virginia tech could very well win the rest of their ACC games. And if that happens, you win the coastal, it's a nine win regular season. And wow, if you would have told me nine-win regular season after the Duke game, I would have laughed at you in your face. But it's possible um, that would go a long way for calming my nerves about the future of Virginia Tech. Uh, But, you know, I I would take eight wins at this point. Nine would be great. I will take eight. Um, Georgia Tech and Pitt are wins. So to me, it's Wake Forest, UVA. I would prefer if you're going to drop one of those games, you drop the Wake Forest game. But... Uh, I don't. I'm going to it, so I don't want to. Okay, but if I'm saying we're going to lose to Wake Forest (laughs) or UVA, you're going to say you'd rather watch them lose to Wake Forest. I don't want to lose to UVA. That's for darn sure. I might go to that game, too. So. Oh, you're going to skip out on Friday night? You're going to miss the Riverheads playoff game? If Sussex Central has to come across the state, I don't know if that game's played on Friday night. We'll see. Um, I can tell you what Riverheads is going to want to do. UVA and North Carolina. I think... I watched the end of this game. Um, Man, UVA won because they put pressure on the quarterback, and that's the difference, right? Uh, They didn't look fantastic, in my opinion, UVA, but they did enough to win. Um, And and to me, again, it came down to putting pressure on the quarterback. They made Sam Howell make decisions under pressure, and he, he didn't pass the test, so... UVA wins. Uh, it's an important road win for them because they had struggled very much on the road, and now they're playing at home against Georgia Tech, so they should be fine because Georgia Tech's not even a real football team. Yeah, they got the noon 30 game against Georgia Tech. We got the 3.30 this weekend. All those available on TV somewhere. 
JMU's on a bye. They play New Hampshire in a week. The other big news out of college football, Florida State fired their coach. And uh, I, like you said in a text to me, they must have their mind on somebody uh, because – Urban Meyer's a name that's floated. Florida State, yeah. Florida State is going to get those big names at least, you know, listening to what they have to say. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they do have somebody pretty decent in the works um, to where – as soon as December 1st hits, that guy is hired and recruiting's happening so they can get ahead of the game on recruiting. And especially a name like like Urban Meyer. I, I don't believe a lot in the Bob Stoops talk, but if that were to be something, any name of a guy that's won a national championship going to Florida State, they're going to recruit like crazy there. So that would be very, very interesting. And uh, I'm still kind of surprised it happened at this point, but I think it was just shown – there's no way of turning this round. Let's just admit it now and, and let's go. Um, the yeah, boosters, I, it, the boosters also raised $20 million yeah. for this very reason. So yeah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. And, and look, let's be honest. Justin Fuente is not making a QB change away from this being him. Maybe because if he doesn't make that QB change, Miami routes us. We are getting murdered in this game. Uh, I don't think we beat North Carolina. So if that's the case, the money starts getting raised in Blacksburg too, in my opinion, because fans were already getting mad. And I know that was another funny tweet I read on Twitter. Like, Oh, remember a month ago when everybody hated Fuente? Like, yeah, we still hate him. We still yeah, don't think I he's doing a very him, good yeah. job. Like, I just think he's got better players to mask how dumb he is. By that's the way, the point I keep making, by the way, that- do we, did all our running backs quit? Because why do we never play them? Why are we playing a tight end at running back? I don't know the answer to that. But my point with Fuente is I don't want a head coach. We're losing to Duke by that much at home. Is it even a possibility? I can, we can lose to Duke. We can lose to a team by a lot, but to lose to Duke, a program like Duke by that at home is unacceptable. So like I said, we're at least 12 plus months away from me ever coming off my dislike of Fuente. Um, But if we win every game between now and 12 months from now, then I'll probably start to come off of it. Okay, well, we're not beating Clemson, so spoiler alert. Yeah, there you go. Bowl rankings came out. Ohio State's number one, LSU's two, Alabama's three, um, and number four was the team I'm forgetting is Penn State. Mm-hmm. So number one plays four, number two plays three, number two plays three this week. Um, it'll be interesting because that'll just allow Clemson to jump up probably at least somewhere in the mix there. Um I'm not arguing with the rankings. I think you made a good point when we talked about these rankings before we came on air. Who has Ohio State played? The list isn't there. They played Michigan State and um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, who had lost the week before they played. Um, I the list isn't there. the The factor is people are watching it. It's a group a group of people in a room making these rankings. They've seen how the points that Ohio State are putting up on all these teams. That's why they're ranked high. But let the season play out. It all get fit in the end. I haven't even argued that much with these bowl rankings in these past couple of years. I just kind of have faith that it'll all kind of work its way out because so many of these teams still will play each other. Yeah, they're still going to play each other, uh, and that's fine. You know, I, to me, I think LSU should be number one. They've they've had one of the tougher schedules in the entire country. They're undefeated. They're going to yeah. play Alabama this week. Um, I actually like LSU to win that game against Alabama. Cool. So. Yeah. 
Uh, and if, if I can't get my Alabama Oklahoma game to happen, then let's go. Alabama can just get out of the involvement of the playoffs. Well, That'd Oklahoma's not climbing back up there, so let me tell you, that's, they came out ninth in this I'm initial. Yeah, so they're out. Um, right, but I, I'll say this too: uh, they're, these teams are all going to play each other, and Ohio State does tend to somehow get uh, a boost from the college football playoff rankings, no matter who's in the room. So. Um, they're number one. That's fine. If, if you're telling me Ohio state and LSU are playing on a neutral field, who's going to win? I'm going to tell you LSU every day of the week and twice on game day. Um, uh, I just don't believe in Ohio state. I just don't, I know they've beaten Wisconsin, but I don't think I, when Wisconsin lost to Illinois the week before I was like, Hmm, that's probably not a great sign. And Michigan state is phony baloney. They're terrible. So uh, who's the next great team? Michigan? No. That's going to be Jim Harbaugh's last game as Michigan Wolverines head coach when he gets fired after they lose by 40 points. So, I think I play Penn State before then. I, I, yeah, Penn State's going to be State a huge game. I hope down, Penn State so. beats them. Be I hope me. they beat them. But here's my fear of that. Like, the loser of this LSU-Alabama game will still get in The if they win out, and it's close. Ohio State-Penn State... If Ohio State loses, I could see them getting back in. If it's close, Ugh, that'd be something. I could see these four teams all making it, which would uh, make me sick. Yeah, I don't think that'll end up happening. I just don't think it'll work out that way. I just, I'd be really surprised if something like that happened. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all I have to say to that. I, I just, Clemson's going to find a way to be in that thing. Because they're going to be undefeated, and how do you not put the defending national champion champion that is undefeated in that with not in the playoff? You got to put them in there. They're going to put them in there. It's a TV show. Not if it's Ohio State and Alabama on the line. They're going to put the defending national championship in there. Okay, they didn't put them in this week. Yeah, that, this week they'll have them in at the end. They always fix it. That last week they tweak it to make it the best matchup. Like they they'll mm-hmm. do what they got to do. Yeah. Notre Dame definitely deserved to be in there last year. Um, the one other topic I wanted to hit on, we don't talk much about the other local football, but Bridgewater, they're undefeated, and they're playing for their conference title this week. Uh, they have a matchup against the other uh, team that's undefeated in the conference, Randolph-Macon, and uh, whoever wins that game is going to win the conference and get the automatic bid for the D3 playoffs. So uh, it's been a while since Bridgewater's been this good. I know they won a national title when uh when i was in high school and so uh rooting for them to play well and uh you know put bridgewater on the map again yeah they're going for that odak championship um so it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off um i like jimmy mccumber he's the athletic director over there bridgewater good guy so uh i'll root for the bridgewater eagles just for him yeah i'll I'll root for them because they're local i knew i have a friend who was on that uh, national championship team so yeah it'll It'd be cool if they could get back to that level. I think winning that national championship would be pretty tough, but getting in the playoffs, awesome. Um, and we'll start worrying about where they finish up once they make that playoff. So hopefully that's the case. NCAA basketball, the Hokies played tonight. We uh, held recording until uh, it was over, and the Hokies pulled it off. They won. Nolly was awesome. He had big numbers. Um, I didn't love everything I saw, but for a first game of the season, playing against a, a quality opponent in the ACC that's on Virginia Tech's level of finishing, likely Clemson to get a ro- to get the win at Clemson. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm as happy as I can be with them right now. I know we're not gonna be 
we're not dancing. We're not making the tournament. That would be an incredible upset if we're making the tournament. But I would love to be proven wrong on that. And just any any kind of wins we can get against teams that are were picked higher than us, which is every team in the ACC, is a good thing for me. So we'll take it. I'm glad to see Nolly playing. Makes me wonder what could have been last year. But uh, we'll take the first win, and then we'll get through this uh, non-conference slate that has some decent games uh, coming into the month and then um, with Michigan State coming up. But got some winnable games ahead to kind of get all these bad things I saw tonight figured out. Yeah, just nobody get hurt against Michigan State. That's the goal there because that's going to be a bad game. But, yeah, I I thought Virginia Tech played pretty well. Um, I was worried when Clemson started coming back there late in the game that they were about to fold, but they held on and they they found a second wind and uh, made some big shots and and won the game. Uh, To me, it it just proves that I think Virginia Tech is a top-10 team in the conference. Uh, You know, probably ninth or 10th, in my opinion, is where I would put them. And I think that's good enough for an NIT bid. So I, I think Virginia Tech's yeah. an NIT team. That'd be great. Um, they won this this game at Clemson. Uh, that's a place we usually struggle, no matter how good we are. So for this team to go there and get a win was important to start the year off right. I, I agree with you. I thought Nolly was good. Adelie was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know who the heck that kid was, but I was really impressed yeah. with him. He He played well. Uh, I would like to see Wilkins never shoot the ball again. Um, Beatty can shoot it. I don't know, maybe half the time he does, but man, last year he went through a streak. I don't know if he ever made a three pointer, but yeah. Yeah. Wilkins, <laughs> it, Wilkins needs to be told he has a red light and unless there's one second on the clock, please don't shoot it. Uh, cause he's not very good, but, um, overall pretty impressive for, for opening yeah. night for Virginia tech basketball, big win. Happy with it. UVA has an interesting week. They did, they open up tomorrow or Wednesday night, probably uh, tonight if you're listening after we posted it. They play Syracuse, which is a, you know, whenever you're playing at the Carrier Dome, playing against Bayheim, that's a big game. And then they play JMU on Sunday. They get to host JMU. So an interesting week for local UVA fans with the big game up in the Carrier Dome and then coming back to play uh, the other local team, JMU. JMU opens at Charlotte and then they go to that UVA game. Um, the interesting thing for JMU fans that UVA games on ESPNU Saturday or Sunday evening. So uh, a chance to watch the Dukes on TV, something that doesn't happen all the time, especially now that they're going to be on flow sports. Yeah. Upset special in Charlottesville. That's going to be rough for them. If you're wondering about our views of the season on those teams, uh, we did a big preview last week. Listen back to our podcast last week. Um, as we, uh, if you're if you need to hear us say something positive about UVA, you're gonna have to just go back into the past and find it because it's in last no, week's episode. Listen to last week. I said they're gonna win the ACC. I know, I know. I'm just not gonna sit here and say it again. So okay, well, uh, I mean, don't lie. Like, go and listen to last week's episode. That's yeah, all you have to go do. Listen to it. I'm, I don't think they'll win the ACC, but you said it. I, I don't want you to hear you say it again. So they're gonna win Let's, the ACC. I said it again. Uh, ew. NFL. Okay. Skins lost. I have nothing to say there. Ravens. Oh, I have something to say. Why? Why is Bill Callahan not just saying Haskins is going to start the rest of the year? What, what's the worst that happens? You I, lose. I, I really, I really don't have an opinion on that. I, I, I just have, hate I the know. idea that these bad teams are like, well, we don't want to throw a rookie quarterback in here. Why? You need to see what you got. Haskins is a borderline quarterback, in my opinion. I didn't think he was going to have a great NFL career. So if he can't cut it, you need to know now. So when you get that high draft pick, you know to pick a quarterback. It just would have been nice if he could have sat behind somebody this year because he clearly isn't ready still. Well, it would be um, nice if Dan Snyder wasn't their owner, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
your boys, the Ravens, they had a big win. I'll give you some credit. I don't like to give the Ravens credit. I like when the Patriots lose. I don't really like when the Ravens win. But when when one has to happen, hey, your boys won a nice regular season game against the Patriots. They looked great. Um, I actually stayed up to watch this. It's one of the few times I have stayed up to watch a football game that I felt good uh, about my decision. Um, they they went up 17-0. I did get worried when we were up 17 nothing. And we fumbled a punt deep in our own territory because I was like, oh, this is how it happens. You let Tom Brady in. He's like a vampire. You let the vampire in. He's going to kill you. Um, But the defense, uh, after the Patriots had a little bit of a run to get it back to a ball game, uh, the offense got going again. The defense shut down the Patriots. uh, And I was wrong. Lamar Jackson is good. Uh, My only concern is if he stays healthy now um, because eventually I am terrified that he's going to take a hit and not be able to come back from it. But he can pass better than I thought he would be able to. He ob- that's obviously something he worked on in the offseason. The offense is fooling what was allegedly the best defense maybe in the history of the NFL and the New England Patriots. So uh, I was just in- insanely impressed with how our team looked. Uh, it's a completely different team from the Cleveland Browns game uh, that we lost. So I think this team is going in the right direction. We play Cincinnati next week. That's a win. Then the schedule gets a bit tougher. Um, and if, to be honest, the Ravens have a chance to be the two seed in the AFC, as long as they don't completely fall apart in the stretch. And I think it's a three game stretch right after the Bengals. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we've been saying they, we think they win the division. So yeah. Uh, my Steelers were given the game cause Venetary missed a kick. That's not something that happens often. I'll uh. take the Steelers win. It's happened what? recently. Vinatieri, I think, it is going to be on Space year, Jam it... 2. I think someone stole his talent. He is going to be on Space Jam 2 as a making a cameo, but in real life, because that guy needs to retire. I know he floated yeah, it like earlier in the old. year. Yeah, he floated it earlier in the year when he missed another kick that was pretty easy, and then he didn't end up retiring. He needs to retire. He's bad. I mean, I just, he, he just can't do it anymore. Slow to rip the guy. I'm glad my team won because he missed it. But like that dude's made a lot of great kicks okay. over the years. Well, he can't I'm make them anymore. So that's the point he needs to go ahead and retire. That's fine. I'm just not going to sit here and rip the, you know, hall of fame kicker that has won super bowls for the Patriot. Like he's, he's been awesome. So I would love for the team, the Ravens play in the super bowl. If they get there to have Adam Vinatieri on their team and try to kick a game winning field goal in the super bowl. Cause I would start celebrating when he got ready to line up. I mean, that, that's not going to happen, so I guess we don't have to worry about it. I don't know. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys like will sign up. not making the playoff. It, it's not going to happen. Uh, gonna you be say that. So you say that. Of, if they are undefeated, they're in the playoff. What, how much do you want to bet? I'm not going to bet anything, Leland. I'm not a gambling man. You're still somehow going to get a free stake out of something. I don't, I don't get how those That's are. right, Leland. Let's get to <laughs> Patrick Height. We have a lot to talk about. Um even even some non-sports stuff. So stick around for Patrick Height next on the Exports Podcast. All right, next up on the Exports Podcast, we have Patrick Height back on again, but we got to have him on because volleyball's starting playoffs and his Nats won. And so we got to talk about the Nats. Patrick, I was pretty dismissive about the outlook the, or the ceiling for the yes. Nats uh, once the playoffs were starting. And I think I think I was willing to say that it was good if they got to five games against the Dodgers. 
and you, you were bold against me and you said, no, we're going to beat the Dodgers and keep going. And man, you guys did. So congratulations. Talk about, talk about your Nats fandom for a few minutes. <laughs> that was probably the most fun I've had for pro sports in, in a, in a, in a playoffs ever. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I grew up as a, a Washington DC sports fan and the Redskins were really good when I was younger and won some Super Bowls. And, and those were those were fun, especially when John Riggins was there and they won their very first Super Bowl. That was that was a lot of fun. But I don't know this this playoff season in baseball. I don't think I've ever had anything quite that much fun to watch as a fan. It was it was just because they just kept they were on the brink of elimination so many times and they never they never were eliminated. They just kept coming back and coming back. They they should have lost a wild card game. They didn't. They should have lost to the Dodgers. And and thanks to uh, to Howie Kendrick, they didn't. Um, then you know, I, I guess they shouldn't have lost to the uh, um, to the Cardinals because they they swept that series. They played really well. And then Houston had them. I mean, you know, Houston taking the the three in Washington. I thought it was it was over. I, I mean, I, as good as Houston has been all season. All they had to do was win one of two at home. I thought there was a, a given that they would do that, and and somehow they didn't. So I think that just made it that much more fun, the fact that, that they should have been out of it so many times and found a way to win. And it's just a, a good group of guys. I mean, I, you know, we say that. I, I don't know them, obviously. Who knows what, what they're like? But it seems like they were just a good group of guys having a lot of fun together. They really enjoyed playing with one another. Um, and, and it was good for Washington. I, I mean, for so many years, DC sports was looked at as as just a, a laughing stock of, of sports. And now the Capitals won, the Mystics win, and now the Nationals win. It's, it's going to be a long time before the uh, the Wizards or the Redskins ever win anything. But hey, DC fans will take three championships here in the uh, the last couple of years. Talk about how you uh, view next year. I mean, do you think, as a Nats fan, on the bias to you as a Nats fan, do you think they have much chance of repeating, or are you just going to be happy with what you got and, and well, shut up? <laughs> I, I, I think you're happy with what you got. You obviously hope for a repeat. You, you root for that. But repeats don't happen in baseball very often. Um, it's so quirky, and, and things. so many things can happen that you just don't count on a repeat. And the East is stacked. I mean, the Braves are so good. You know, I think the Atlanta Braves are, are the best team. It, it, as well as Washington played in the uh, in the playoffs, and, and, and at the end of the season, they were the best team. The Atlanta Braves are just stacked. They're so good. Um, the Mets, I, I think, will, will be better. Um, that's just a uh, – the, the Phillies. I mean, come on. Everybody is really – Getting on, although Nats fans had a lot of fun on getting on Bryce Harper after this year, and you know I didn't because, at, first of all, I rooted for Bryce Harper when he was a Nat. He went and he took the money, and so would I. If if, if another paper <laughs> offered me another paper offered me a lot of money, I'd be gone from the newsletter so quick. I, I would take the <laughs> money. I would. I mean, come on, who wouldn't? And and so how can you blame this guy for taking that money and going? I, I hated the fact he went to Philly because I eight the Philadelphia Phillies, but Hey, you know, I was hoping he would go to the Dodgers or someplace like that. And I could still root for him and hope that the things went well, or the American league, that would have been, that would have been, would have been great. But Hey, he went to, to the hated Phillies and I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be good. So no, I, I don't count on a repeat. I mean, it depends on uh, obviously who comes back 
if, if they can get Strasburg and, and Rendon back, uh, that's going to be huge. But that pitching staff, as good as they were, they're not getting any younger. And, and anything can happen with the pitching staff. And, and the bullpen, you know, who knows about that? I mean, I think in the short playoff series, they were able to – they didn't have to rely on the bullpen as much as they do in regular season. But, but that bullpen still has some holes in it. So we'll see. But, hey, I, we enjoy this. Enjoy the World Series. And next year we'll take care of itself. Yeah, no, I think, it, you know, to piggyback off some of this that you were saying there with the Bryce Harper stuff, I think the reason Nats fans hate him is more so than him leaving is like you said, he went to the Phillies. It's your rival. That's that's the problem. As an Orioles fan, let me tell you, Mike Mussina killed a lot of will in Baltimore there when he went to the Yankees. He could have gone a lot of places, but because he went to the Yankees, that he was dead to Baltimore until he retired. Um, but uh, and then you picked up on Strasburg and Rendon. I, I think it's impossible for the Nats to sign both. I think maybe they sign one. So if I'm, I already have who I would prefer, but I want to hear yours as a Nats fan. I'd prefer Rendon. I mean, yes. Rendon, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because pitchers are, are so, I mean, anything can happen. He's already had Tommy John surgery. So, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows how much longer he has and how much longer he'll be a dominant pitcher. Although he was, I mean, he carried that team as far as pitching in the, in the postseason. As good as Max Scherzer is, without without Strasburg, they don't win the World Series this year. But right. who knows where he what happens to him in, in the next couple of years? Rendon is an all star for the foreseeable future, and, and so they've got to sign him. I think you concentrate on him, and then I think you hope that maybe Strasburg. Strasburg's a quirky guy from everything I hear, and he's not. He doesn't, from everything I read about him, um, he, it's, he struggles to kind of make friends and, and blend into areas. And he's comfortable now in Washington. He's gotten some friends there. You could see with some of the dances and things he was doing and, and hugging people during the postseason. That is not typical Strasburg. So I think he's comfortable there. So you kind of hope, maybe I'm hoping as a Nats fan that he takes the hometown discount and He's able to, to, to come back and play there. But, you know, it's again, it's one of those things that's like Harper. You know, you hope that Harper would take a hometown discount, but you don't blame a guy for taking as much money as they can get. And especially a pitcher at the end of his, not at the end of his career, but he's near, he's closer to the end than he is the beginning. And you couldn't blame him for taking as much money as he can get. So we'll see. I hope they go with Rendon first and somehow find a way to also sign Strasburg. Yeah, I think if he was if Strasburg was going to give you guys a hometown discount, he wouldn't have opted out of that contract. But yeah, maybe, although I, every expert I saw said he's going to do that at least, just to yeah. see, just to see what happens. I mean, but who knows? Because he's I, gone. Just, just tell me this: as long as he doesn't go to Philadelphia, as long. Oh, could you imagine the Phillies just start then, building up with Washington National free agents? That's the plan. Howie Kendrick will be a free agent back, soon. They're getting back. They're going after Zimmerman. Now. Zimmerman. Yeah, huh, they're getting back at the Nats for Jason Worth, but hey, you know, mm. that's we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I think next year will be next year will be a fun year in Washington, just because you know you, you live off of this World Series for a while, and, and it'll be a lot of fun um, until maybe you know they're thirteen games out in uh, in July or something. So, <laughs> well, they're in the parade the other day. I was just waiting for someone to to quote uh, Ovechkin and, and talk about him. Not uh, not suck this year with a word missing out of that. That's what I kept waiting for in that parade. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are very similar, are they not? Uh, the, the the capitals. 
it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and they have a weird bond, those two teams. Um, yeah. All the players That's good. are close. And yeah, it's, it's fun. It's been fun to watch. It's mm, um, okay. So maybe, and maybe the Capitals go and, and win the Stanley Cup again this year. Things are going well in Washington. They are. That the Caps do look good. Um, but moving to volleyball, Patrick, uh, I want to talk about the 3C playoffs first. Fort Defiance grabbed that top seed in the region, uh, and they're positioned quite well. Uh, I, I know we were talking to you, and you said the biggest takeaway for you was they avoid Rockbridge until the region final if if they <laughs> do what they're supposed to do. Uh, we have, I, I, we got updates. I, we got hot off the presses. Oh, okay. They, they, they avoid Rockbridge, period. Rockbridge was upset by Western Albemarle. Oh, that's a shame. On Tuesday night in in five, so uh, so Rockbridge is gone. the uh, The final four in Region C is Rustburg against Western Albemarle, and Fort Defiance will host Wilson on Thursday. So one of one of the schools in Augusta County will be going to the state playoffs. Yeah, one, and that's great news for those two because Wilson just won a state championship a couple of years ago, but that was in Class Two. They moved up to Class Three. Everybody. And including me, I spent all, you know, all season saying oh, how much more difficult it was going to be in class three. And and they were going to going to see just how better the competition was. And, and there are now a win away from going back to the state tournament. That is a that's great for for that Wilson volleyball program. And Fort has not. It's been a long time since they've been to the state tournament. I mean, they won. Um, they they won about four state championships back in the 90s back in the late you know the late 80s early 90s but they haven't been back to the state tournament since that point i don't believe i'm gonna have to do some research but they never got there with megan good uh they could not get out of the region with megan good and and i i would i said after megan good graduated i said if that team can't get out of the region with her they're never gonna get out of that region (laughs) and here they are uh, a win away from getting out of the region and going to uh to the state tournament um, with a team that Sue Leonard calls a, a bunch of overachievers. She said she did not see this coming at the beginning of the year. She thought going to the Shenandoah district with Riverheads and Wilson, they were going to get a lot of losses this year. She really worried about that. Um, she knew she had a couple of good players and Maddie Painter, their setter, who is just amazing. Um, and to me, the, she's the player of the year at this point. I, I just really love Maddie Painter. Um, I, I think she is the key for that four team. But, but they also have Lanny Goggin, who they knew was going to – Lanny Goggin was going to be really good this year. Um, but other than that, they didn't know what they had. They had, they knew they had two good players, and they had some others who had potential. Those players with potential have come through. Fort playing really well right now. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. That, that Wilson-Fort game should be phenomenal on Thursday night. It, they played in the regular season here. A couple of weeks ago they finished up, and they went to five. Wilson pushed them to five, and Fort – survive we'll see if uh, if wilson took anything away from that that can can turn the tide on thursday let's talk about the team that with probably the next best hope of uh, making it to a state playoff riverheads they went to the state final last year they come back this year 18 and 3 record number one seed in region 1b talk about their outlook as playoffs begin oh i, I think if you're looking at a team to make the state i mean obviously now we've got we know one Augusta county team is going yeah. to be in the state playoff but Riverheads is got the best chance of any team of winning a state championship this year. And I'm not saying they're going to win a state championship. They certainly found out that the deeper you get into the state playoffs, um, it can be very difficult. You run up some good teams. And, and I know there's a Middlesex team down, uh, down there that uh, is really, really good this year. Riverheads beat them last year. 
Um, and I, I think I've heard that they are better, but I think Riverheads might be better than they were last year, honestly. Um, I, I know they lost some key players off that team, but I think they're really playing well right now. Um, I like this Riverhead they're team. Scrappy. They're scrappy. They are. They, they are. And, and Abby Evers is, is phenomenal. She's so much fun to watch. Uh, and and they Dayton Moore was the key to that team last year, coming in as a freshman setter. She learned a lot last year. And, and this year, as a sophomore, I, I think she is also the key. And, and I think she's much better than she was a, a year ago. And, and last year, all the players would tell me the, the difference in that team late in the season as opposed to the beginning of the season was Dayton Moore. And I, I think she's really good. They've got some they've got some other good, talented players on that team. I like their, I like their chances. I, I really like their chances of getting out of the region. I, I, I'm not sure anybody in that, in that region um, touches them, to be totally honest. Um, and then, you know, we'll, they'll, they'll take their chances in the state. All right, let's look at 2B where we don't have as high a hopes for uh, Stanton or Buffalo Gap, but we're looking for one of them to try to make a run. Uh, so which of those two teams would you give the best chance, whether it's by who they're matched up with or, or what they got uh, and maybe making it to our region final and see what they can happen? Uh, if you had to pick one, I guess you go Stanton because I don't see Buffalo Gap beating East Rock. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe, but, but East Rock's a pretty good team this year, and, and I just don't see Buffalo Gap going to Elkton. We all know going into Elkton, that's a tough place to go play, um, and that's and East Rock just has a has a pretty good history there with just all sports, and I think East Rock wins that game. So I think Stanton, I, I don't think they beat Loray, but I think they have a chance to, to maybe push them. Um, a few people I've talked to that, that have watched Ray and Stanton this year say so Stanton could could give them a match and so so if you if, if you have to pick one I think Stanton has a chance to to win at least that first match um I don't know if they can can get any further than that although they they overachieved this year too I, I think I know not much it was expected of them and they played well and they've got some talented players on that team um but I, I just don't see either Buffalo Gap or Stanton making any kind of deep run in the regions All right, let's talk uh, just real quick. A big week for uh, high school football. Everything wraps up. We've already talked about it. Uh, what are the two points that you would take away from this week? Um, what are you most interested in seeing the results of and, and, and seeing what can happen? Of course, all the hype is, is Stewart's draft Riverheads, and then that's going to be fun. But in the end, I'm not sure it matters, right? I mean, bragging rights is about all you get out of that, um, both – Stewart's draft and Riverheads have much bigger fish to fry. They, they both would like Riverheads fully expects to win a state championship. And, and that, who can blame them? They, they should win another state championship. Stewart's draft thinks they can, can make a run deep into the playoffs this year. So, so while both those teams would like to win Friday night and it should be a lot of fun and it's going to be packed and, and everybody's going to talk about it. And I hear the the local radio station is going to be out there and all that stuff. Is that is that right? Uh, the, uh, the yeah, the, the we're going to make it on twelve forty guys yep. are, are going to be out there. But <laughs> so I think that's a lot of fun, and I think that's great for 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 high school football in this area to have a game like that. Um, we remember when two thousand in two thousand sixteen when they played, how many people were out there and how much fun that game was. So. I'm looking forward to that game just from the standpoint of let's see who wins and the bragging rights. But then, you know, both teams after that week will will go on and, and see how far they can go. Yeah, they'll be one seeds in their regions. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so really, 
that game Friday night doesn't matter a whole lot. Like I said, other than, yeah, you want to go into playoffs with a little momentum. and But, but hey, 2016, Stewart's draft beat Riverheads. Riverheads went on and won a state championship that year. Stewart's draft made it to the state semifinals, but, but could not overcome Richland. So yeah. it matters, but it doesn't matter a whole lot. Buffalo got fourth. That's the game I'm kind of looking forward to, to seeing because both those teams, you know, they, they would like to, to – they need a win to, to, to get in. And um, I think uh, that, you know, that game is important for, for the postseason. Buffalo Gap – and Leland would know – both you and, and Leland. Joe and Leland both know this better than, than – Joe me. doesn't know anything. Okay, I don't. Fine. So Leland knows this more than me. I, I, I look at the points, but math confuses me, and I, I don't really get into it too much. But it looks to me like Buffalo Gap needs a win, um, or what? They need a win and a Stanton loss. Or they if, need a loss and a Stanton loss. Uh, but it, a win would be the best scenario for them if they can go out and beat Fort Defiance, get a little momentum going into the playoffs. I think that would be big for this team, especially a team that, that we didn't know how it was going to play out this year with a new coach and they, they lost, you know, the all world running back and, and everybody wondered how good this Buffalo gap team could be to be at this point uh, with a chance to go to the playoffs. I think it's huge, huge for that program, huge for coach Wygant. I think they've done a wonderful job. Uh, if they can go into to Fort defiance and win and, and end up in the playoffs, that's great. But Fort defiance, they, it's been a long time coming since they've been to the playoffs. Uh, they went through those, those winless, the winless seasons, yeah. Uh, the, the questions, could that program ever come back? They just missed out on the playoffs the last year. So it's huge for them, too. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that Fort-Buffalo Gap game. And, and to me, it's, it's, obviously, it's not going to get the height that Riverhead Stewart's draft gets. But I think for both teams, it's much more important than it is for Riverheads and, and Stewart's draft. Yeah, so the real quick, and our listeners already know this, if Buffalo Gap, they can win and, they're, and they should be in. And if they lose, then they'll need Stanton to also lose for Gap to still have a chance to be in. What they can't have happen is lose and Stanton win. If that happens, Stanton's in. And any of those scenarios could happen this week. I mean, it's just great how the schedule has set up, right? <laughs> that you've got you've got <laughs> Buffalo Gap and Ford, but you've got Stanton and Wilson who have both struggled at yeah. times this year. But I don't know. That game's a toss-up to me almost. It's the, uh, the teams fact, right beside it, each other. Yeah. Yeah. I might give Wilson the, the advantage in that game a, a little bit, considering how, you know, Wilson's played the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, scored 42 against Gap and and scored 30 against Fort. And, and maybe, you know, maybe Wilson's playing better at this point. So it'll be a fun Friday night. Yeah. Don't 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 be hitting at my uh, surprise pick this week. I don't want you to ruin it for me. Okay. You go ahead. <laughs> um <laughs> Patrick, to get you out of here, we've asked you the binge question a lot. I haven't had you on 4D Sports, which is the podcast I do with the Valley League, but I'm going to bring you into that here with this question. I know you're a big Disney guy, too, so you better have an answer for this, but what is your favorite animated Disney movie? My favorite animated Disney movie? So, okay, so here's the question that always comes up when you're talking Disney movies. Can, can, you, can you count Pixar? Yes, they have bought Pixar, so now they are in the Disney family. So, so that's that was always the question because there's some hardcore Disney people that even though Disney owns Pixar now, if if you talk Disney movies, they still don't want you to talk Pixar. I, I'm gonna have to go with um, well, if, if I go Pixar, you know, I I really like, and I know it's not old or anything like that, but but um, 
I really, I, I guess I, I go with Toy Story, you know, okay. just because I absolutely love that movie. I watch it anytime it's on. If I turn TV on and it's on, I'm going to watch Toy Story. I love them all. Um, but I will watch, I will watch Toy Story anytime I can. So I love that. I love that movie. Inside Out's pretty good too. Inside Out's great. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's an emotion. In fact, I, I will say that um, I, I told somebody one time that that I think um, in Pixar movies, to, uh, there's two of them that have made me cry. Toy Story, um, uh, Toy Story three. Uh, uh, was well, it Toy Story three? Right when yes. Um, a, a couple of points, but actually the very end of that when uh. when um, Andy drops his toys off. Right? <laughs> right? No, see, and, it got me before that. When they're all holding hands and it looks like they're about to get burned. Uh. Yeah, right there, right there, obviously. You, you start to cry. And they're all holding hands and everything, right? Yeah, you, 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 I, I probably cried at that point, too. But but I thought the ending there, when, when Andy gave his toys away, I thought, oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I, I was, I was, I, I was crying. I wasn't even fighting back tears at that point. I was crying. But Inside Out gets me as well. Oh. Um, that's the other one. Bean Bond gets you, man. Bean Bond just takes it from you. Oh, my gosh. Be- yeah. <laughs> and that may be one of my favorite favorite characters in any yeah he's he's great any disney movie he is so so fantastic i so i really like inside out as well um i I think toy story just edges that out but but i'll either one of those i will watch anytime they're on tv i was thinking about being born even actually early tonight living in a house with a one-year-old and we're like talking about hey what does the cow sound make when being born is like yeah i make the sound of a dolphin and this and that you know he's like oh it was all, it was what everybody was talking about, you know, like it was like talking about when she was one and everybody was making all that's all the kids talk about is what noises animals make. I just I love that line. And yeah, he's he's a great character. The Bing Bong like fading away and then like her running away all kind of happened at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then she and she runs away and she yeah. you know, at the end there when the parents come together and they start. Yeah. Talking and, and, oh, oh, my, my God. God. I and that was the first movie. That was the first movie we took my oldest to, and as well as my middle kid, uh, but she was an infant then. But like that was the first movie my oldest ever went to. So I'm like a newer dad, and then there's all that. Oh my goodness, I was done. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that totally. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, I I love both of those. Um, it, you know, I I I would have trouble. Like I said, I think Toy Story just because of the impact it had on on Pixar, on movies in general, um, it probably edges out inside out is my favorite, but man, I love them both. Wow. Joe, what's remind, remind us what yours are. Well, I mean, that's toy story is great. Um, uh, my favorite is lion King. I like the lion King. Uh, it was, you know, that was one of the first movies I saw as a kid and can remember, uh, seeing, uh, but, uh, so that's going to have a sp- special place in my heart, you know, and then it's, and for me, like Aladdin came out around that time too. So uh, these are the, these are the movies I grew up on. Um, but yeah. Robin Hood, that's a great Robin one. Hood's mine, yeah. oh, gosh, that's so good. Um, my, our first dance at my wedding was that Robin Hood love song. Oh, that's a good one. But yeah, Patrick, I, I know. I, 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 can, can I also say- can I also say Tangled? Tangled is really a, a really good. I knew movie you well. liked Tangled. I haven't Tangled seen is a that. Good movie. I haven't seen that. Um, um, I don't know if I have a strong I, I, desire I like to see one. it. I'm, I'm a, in our household, we're a big Frozen people as well, I and mean, we mm. have a cat named Olaf and a cat named Elsa. No. And, and I like 
Frozen a lot. I, I really do. I love Frozen. I'm, I'm going to go see Frozen too. But I, I, I like Tangled better. I, I think Tangled. Tangled is better, better than Frozen. I, Frozen, they just knew they they know how kids' minds are wired and they know the music to really grab them. we all know but like it's really smart and really good and yeah. i agree with you tangled's better and i like tangled uh i think i did not tweet at you last year i think it was on the way home from the riverheads state volleyball game i think i tweeted at you because you had said something about seeing in disney movies or anything and then like the whole way home from roanoke with our kids we were seeing in tangled songs so <laughs> wow. yeah i, I mean the, the the tangled songs the uh the, they're they're fantastic i mean i, I really I think that may, movie may be a little underrated. I mean, how good it really is. I agree. Well, I haven't seen Moana's it, so I can't. My new I can't. Jam. I can't comment on Tangled. I haven't seen Moana yet either. I don't know why you even like. Why do you ask other people what favorite Disney movie they has when you haven't even seen like the good ones that are made in the last five years? Just like uh, are, pump the brakes. Pump, 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 pump your brakes. The good ones made in the last five years do not compare. Hush, 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 hush. The good ones made in the last five years do not compare to The Lion King, Aladdin, Robin Hood. Um, I'm going to have to go with Leland on this. I really You're think wrong. That's as fine. good as Lion King and, and, and those movies I'm are. I'm not saying Lion King's bad, but Moana's awesome. Yeah, Moana's great. The music in Moana so is a, um, And I think... <laughs> yeah, you watch that movie and that song's in your head for a long time. Um, I, I really like I like that movie a, a lot, but um, but yeah, I, I think the newer Disney went through a little slump there for a while, but but I think the newer stuff that they have done is, is fantastic and, and compares to any of the Disney classics uh, from from years ago. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you on 4D Sports just to talk about Disney, if nothing else, Patrick. I know we talk a lot of Valley League Baseball, so maybe, you know, brush up on a little bit over the summer so, so we can, you know, get through the one baseball question that we'll ask you, and then we can dive into what we really care about, which is the Disney. Hey, we got lost as a head coach again, so we, we'll get you back that's, in there. That's true. Yeah. That's right. George is, is coaching again, so, uh, of course, all the way in Strasburg, so, you know, I, I don't think that's I'll fine. see him play that much, but... Uh, He's going to win a championship. Maybe. Oh, I think so. I, I think this might be his, his chance to win a championship because Strasburg is so consistent. Uh, they've, yep. they've been mm -hmm. so consistent the last few years. And, and I think with loss there, that, that'll just continue. So there, there we go. See, we got a little uh, Valley League talk in. All right. It's always nice to get Valley League talk in. Well, thanks again, Patrick, for coming on. We appreciate it, especially the Disney talk, even though I think you're wrong about, you know, where we're going well, inside out in toy story Watch you had me and, and then, then talk about it uh don't worry i will and i'll let you know leland cut the orioles off when they're down by 20 I, i'm months, hearing about how great frozen is and i'm just like look frozen's okay but frozen's let's not good let's no be careful how we're throwing frozen. great wait wait wait, wait 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 frozen is good see, I, <laughs> see this is your ally this is your ally tangled and moana is what i've heard patrick saying i'll ignore the rest yeah. <laughs> see, see, it got these big. It's like hit for everyone to kind of turn against it and say it's not good. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but it, it's just maybe not as good as like Tangled. But I like Frozen. Like I said, we got cats named after Frozen characters, so so I, I like Frozen. I think if Olaf hadn't been in the movie, I would have liked it more. 
that was my Olaf, biggest problem with Frozen. Olaf was great. He when Olaf melted, him. you let him melt. The bringing him back was so ridiculous. I hated it. That made me actually hate the movie, I think. I think that's what made me hate the movie. You know, no, I can't. I can't. People live. Frozen yeah. is good. Frozen <laughs> is a good movie. I'm not going to sit here and say it's the greatest <laughs> Disney movie ever. I wonder why at the movie, end of... And I won't stand for people to say they hate it. I wonder why at the end of Lion King they didn't just bring Mufasa back because, you know, everybody should live. Man, did you He's see him? Man. You can bring His dad is up in the clouds the entire movie. Like, what are you talking about? He is there. We should have just brought him back to life because, you know, <laughs> magic. It's easier to bring a snowman back to life. Come on. No, it's <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I, 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 I like I like Frozen. I, I've watched Frozen probably ten times. So, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be dragged into saying anything negative about Frozen. I, I will say Tangled is a better movie, but I do enjoy Frozen. That's fine. I mean, look, as long as we're not talking like he refused to say anything negative. Rio. As long as we're not talking about like Rio or Cars or. Any of that, no. which I believe that's DreamWorks. So yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like this is what uh, this is the other problem. I think we're now comparing them to this other these other companies that just can't rival oh. Disney. So when these Disney movies come out, you're like, oh, that was so much better than that. And I'm like, okay, well, what are we talking about here? And I like some Despicable Me, but it's not better than what Disney's putting out. I agree. Cars well, and Rio should be off. I would agree with that. If anyone likes Cars and Rio, please stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> Rio is the Disney movie. That's what I'm saying, though. Those are like the rival company. If you like those movies, stop, stop Cars listening. Is Cars is Disney. Well, that stinks too. Don't listen to Cars. Don't like Cars. Cars is not bad. Oh, it's bad. It is so bad. Cars is so bad. Oh, Cars one is not bad. Cars two and three is not. Cars one is a train wreck. Agree with that. I can't, I can't believe we didn't talk about Incredibles because Incredibles is just yeah, a, a that's good. It's but not even a good Incredibles. Movie. Good. Yeah, it's good, but it's not Toy Story. It's not that? Inside Out. Inside Out is an answer I never get, but I loved that, Patrick. I loved Inside you bringing it up. Inside Out is great. You need to watch Moana. The end. Mm, no. Okay. Go ahead and watch. Watch Moana. Yes, I would agree with that. If for nothing else, the music. Watch I think it it's on Netflix. I don't think Disney's pulled it yet. You better hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> you only you got a few more weeks. It. You got like yeah, a week, you know what? eight weeks. Plus starts next week. So. Yeah, they're all even. Great. All right. Well, that was a long-winded way of wrapping up this interview. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Patrick, for coming on and talking about Disney and high school sports. <laughs> That's what we're here for at the X-Words podcast. Disney talk. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick, for coming on. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks as always. Time for the debunk on the Exports podcast and what's dominating my life. And Joe, I'm going to let you lead off with your soccer talk. That's right. Liverpool wasn't on TV this weekend. It's probably for the best because I don't know if I could have watched the Virginia Tech game had I been watching Liverpool game. I would. I also wouldn't have gotten to see the cool win though at the end because we were losing to Aston Villa, who's just horrible. 
Um, and we got two late goals from Andy Robertson on a header and then Sadio Mane at the death uh, stoppage time with another header to go in. That helped get us the win. We're still six points ahead now of Manchester City, who we play Sunday. Uh, that's Rob's team. Um, so I think we're going to have a little get-together, um, which, again, I know you're going to Blacksburg the next day, so if you can't make it, I understand. But, um, you know, I don't want before, you to feel... The day before, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to make it, but, yeah, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't want you to feel <laughs> left out. But um, it's going to be a big, big matchup between the top two teams. Liverpool drew at Anfield last year, lost at Manchester City by about a millimeter, and that cost them the title. Uh, so... I think they're playing at Anfield Sunday. I think it's imperative that Liverpool gets a win to really make Manchester City have to work really hard to catch them in the table. All right. On to my dominating my life. Uh, back to kind of the traditional, uh, the new new girl. I watched it when it first came on, and it got bad. About four or five seasons in, it, it got bad. I don't even know how seasons it ran on for. But we... On Netflix, it popped up, and I guess I'd never watched it on Netflix before, so like, you might like this based on your other stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was a funny show at the beginning. So we started watching it, and that first season's hilarious. And going into the second season, it's hilarious. It's just, it was a different vibe of a show, and I know they played a lot on, um, um, I'm blanking on her name. Zoe um, Deschanel. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. They're playing on her quirkiness and all that. But, like, the other characters in that show, like the, the guy roommates are really characters and really funny. And uh, there's a lot of funny stuff and ongoing kind of pace of jokes or, or um, references that are really funny. And uh, so if you're ever – if you never caught that show the first time, it's worth going back and just saying, all right, I'm going to give this – you know, watch these two seasons and laugh a little bit because it's, it's funny. And uh, I recommend the early parts of those shows. So uh, that's my – what's been dominating my life. We've just been watching it in the background as we're getting other stuff done around the house when the kids aren't necessarily listening because it's not, not a family show, but uh, not nothing too terrible, but not the references aren't necessarily family appropriate or at least seven year old appropriate. So uh, there you go. That's what's been dominating my life TV wise. Um, what I know that you need to know, I, I like sports and this quote comes from uh, the Tony Kornheiser show, which I've already quoted otherwise tonight, but um, I like sports. I like that the game's got to be played and you can think, you know, it nonstop, no matter what, this is what's going to happen. It doesn't always work out that way. Store works that way out a lot. I know we've talked a lot about your predictions and how you've been right a lot, but you're not right about everything. I mean, you were, you wrote the Nats for dead. Look at them. They came back and won it. We both completely destroyed UVA for multiple years and how that system was never going to win. It won. That made people happy. Not me, but it made other people happy. Uh, the Patriots, um, you know, they were down in the Super Bowl against the Falcons a couple years ago, and they just came all the way back and won. The Saints uh, had bad luck. The Saints twice in the playoffs had had just monumental things happen against them when they'd been the better team against the Vikings and uh, last year against the Rams. It's just, it, I like I love sports. I love that no matter how much you can predict it. And I can go on for 20 minutes about the PowerPoints and where people are going to end. And it, it still cannot end up that way. You can, you can be right, but you can also be wrong. And I just love, that's what you get in sports. It's not 
as far as I know, it's not fixed. You know, <laughs> the NBA gets joked, but it, they got to play it out on the field and, and things can turn. And it's not politics or, or other stuff where money controls absolutely everything. Um, mm-hmm. It's still got to get played on the field. And uh, I just, I don't know. I, that's what I've been thinking about this past week is just all the stuff that's happened in sports in the last couple of years. That's just not what you expected. And I, I love it. That's one way to look at it. Um, what yeah. I know that you need to know is uh, I did look, we've already talked about this. I didn't love the Nats winning the World Series, but during the parade and the celebrations going on, uh, I think this actually was before the parade, but the celebrations going on in D.C. the night they won the World Series. Uh, the caption on this tweet I saw was Philly wins the Super Bowl. Let's burn down a Wawa and flip some cars. DC wins a World Series. Let's stop everything and find out who dropped their phone. And this guy finds a phone while fans are chanting all kinds of stuff. And then he starts to chant who dropped their phone. And it goes around until finally the woman who dropped her phone goes to the middle of where this chant is and gets her phone uh, that she had dropped. And everyone then started chanting, she dropped her phone and celebrating. It was hilarious. I actually laughed. I was like, you know what? That's cool. Uh, It reminded me, and I also saw this on Twitter too, of when the Houston Astros won their World Series, I guess it was two years ago now, uh, that the, the fans, somebody had dropped their hat all the way down to ground level and they just tossed it one level at a time at the parking garage until it got all the way to the right person. Um, so yeah, while Philly chooses to burn stuff in the street and act like a bunch of crazy people, other cities do know how to properly celebrate championships and that's cool. That's awesome. And I did like that. The whole Nats win in the world series just kind of reminded me and it's like every championship and this is probably touching on negative. Maybe we edited it out. I don't know. Uh, I just don't get like why people waste their time with who's going to the white house and who doesn't because people not visiting the white house didn't just start in the last three or four years. People didn't go see Obama. There's been other presidents that people didn't go in there when George Bush, when everybody was worried about weapons of mass destruction and there was a bunch of controversy uh, towards the end of his presidency on the legitimacy of that war, People weren't wanting to be associated, like going to the playoffs and ha- going to the White House and having their picture taken. So it's not just something that's happened the last three or four years. Don't worry. Like, don't don't worry about what political standings your your right fielder has. Just let it go. Like, don't celebrate who is there. I don't know. I just it seems like a waste of time about worrying who's there and who's not. And they have their reasons. And that's America. We have our reasons to make the decisions we make particularly with with politics so just just respect what they're doing and and don't look to your right fielder for leadership in politics and i I don't get how it makes them a good human being or a bad human being on if they if they want to go on that trip or not they did a lot of other stuff with that team celebrating the win they don't have to go to the white house to be a good teammate and so that's just my point of view we'll see if it makes the cut for this episode but it just was something that came up last week and i just I, I just roll my eyes at it and that people act like this is a new thing. It's not, it's not. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I'll also say this. If politics is what makes you like or not like a player, 
it's your your heart's in the wrong place and that's for either side uh, these yeah. there's a lot of people who have done a lot of bad things that are playing professional sports and if you can look past that to root for your team you should be able to look past whatever their politics are yeah. and and these millionaires might have different priorities in their political views than than anybody listening to this podcast looking at you lebron james all right, <laughs> that will do it for us here on the Yak Sports Podcast. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod. We're also on Facebook, Yak Sports Pod. Or if email is your thing, you can send us an email, yaksportspod at gmail.com. Make sure you're commenting on the episodes. Let us know where we are right, where we are wrong, what you disagree with, what you think about what we talked about. Or if there's something we didn't talk about that we should be talking about, let us know. Again, subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify to make sure you never miss another episode. For Leela McRae, I'm Joe Deck. Thanks for listening to the Exports Podcast. Have a great week.